The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. Today's guest is Bob Ricketts of Fosta and Ravioli Company. Fosta and Ravioli is producing fresh Artisan handcrafted pasta and ravioli, which is sold locally in State College, as well as operating two retail shops, farmers markets, and even wholesale. So, joining us now live from the beautiful confines of State College, Pennsylvania. Is that correct, Bob? Welcome to the show. It is beautiful, beautiful at zero degrees. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine the other day that sent me something. He lives in Gunnison, um, Colorado. And I, I don't know, Gunnison, I guess it's outside of Denver. But um, what was what was interesting, and I digress, but it was minus 26. This wasn't wind chill. Minus 26. And they li- it was a screenshot that he sent on his phone. Uh, minus 26 at the very bottom, but it says, but sunny. Um, and, um, and they were all serious about it. It was sunny, but it's minus 26. You've got to be kidding me. Tell me it's not that, uh, re- have you had those swings? Cause we're in the Midwest. We've had lots of swings here with this crazy weather. Have you had the, the 50 degree we, we weather have, and then the 10 have, and ugh. we have, but we get the wind chill. We don't get right. the sun. And I'll tell you, I've, I've been to Gunnison before. The sun makes a world of a difference. You're a little bit closer to the sun and you have those blue skies and it can be zero degrees and still be a beautiful day, but when you're at zero degrees with a wind chill, it's just bitter cold. <laughs> well, that's true, and we've get the and in Cleveland we get the lake effect. So we've got this goofy. Um, we get the wind chill, but we also have those days where the where it starts to snow and it never stops for about two days, and you get about a foot and a half of snow. Well, you guys get some of that. You don't get the lake effect, but you get a you guys get boat loaded up there too, right? Yep, I love the snow. It's a shame there's no mountains to ski on. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. My mother's a, a, a you know, just a, a friend of State College, Pennsylvania. She went to Penn State, um, and so I'm, I'm a I'm a closet fan of Penn State. Anything Penn State. So you've got a friend here in uh, in, in Midwest, um, uh, in the Midwest. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit more. Let's just get started here as kind of a, an overview. Tell us a little, a little bit more. How'd you get started in this kind of, you know, producing fresh artisan handcrafted pasta and ravioli? So it's really kind of a great story. Um, I've always had uh, the, the, the 
entrepreneurial spirit, quote unquote. Um, whether it's a state college has a great event called the Arts Festival every year, yep. which a couple yep. hundred vendors get together and just they they take over the town and all kinds of of arts are sold, pottery, paintings, and everything you can imagine. And the, the opening day of that is a children's day. So when I was younger, I always did that. I sold walking sticks. I actually even learned how to sew and sold hair scrunchies with my neighbors. Nice. So that kind of got me on the entrepreneurial track. Uh, and I have a, a degree from the School of Hospitality Management at Penn State. Good. And when I was uh, taking a class, we had to write a business plan. And I wrote a business plan on a pasta shop because I was taking another class. And we were talking about how, you know, pastas a major staple in a lot of restaurants sure. and in a lot of cultures in one yep. form or another. Um, so after I graduated, uh, I did a self-SWOT analysis. I identified some weaknesses, and I went into the real world for a year uh, to kind of develop, to turn those strengths into weaknesses, learning, learning, learning the softer skills of managing people, hiring. Sure. Uh, and then I, I hit the ground running. I ordered a pasta machine from Italy, and, you know, initially I was going to start out in farmer's markets. And, you know, through farmer's markets and getting a retail shop open, a wholesale customers just said, wow, uh, you know, our, 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 our guidelines have always been a quality product will speak for itself. And right. that's really been true through this day uh, and going forward. You know, wholesale accounts just kind of started one by one saying, hey, oh, that chef would say, I have your product from this farmer's market. Do you wholesale? Right. Uh, and we, we just started growing organically. Uh, and then three years after we opened our first shop, we opened our second shop and uh, roughly tripled our production space and our retail. And it's, it's been very much an evolving brand and, and model. Uh, initially, we didn't sell olive oils. Now we have over... 15 different kinds of olive oils and five balsamic vinegars ranging nice. from a garlic olive oil to uh, just pungent ones that have grassy and peppery notes uh, and everything in between chipotle, bacon, um, you know, the task 25 vinegar is my favorite. Wow. Um, well, let's, yeah. let's get back, but we're going to dig into that a little bit further because I, I definitely know that, you know, from knowing you, you guys have evolved. And I think you just kind of hit the nail on her head because what started as um, this great, um, awesome artisan handcrafted pastas and raviolis um, is now kind of morphed into, you know, you've got a retail presence. You've got a serious, you know, thing that you can add upon and whether that continues to be with spices or whatever it is, we'll, we'll grab that. But I want to go back a little bit. You know, it's not easy. Easy in this day and age because I've got a, I've got a seventeen-year-old, I've got a fourteen-year-old, but it's not easy these days um, to to kind of instill that entrepreneurial spirit into young people. And you, and I don't want to say you can't it can't be taught because it can. Um, but th- was that something that that was just always part of you when you were a little kid? That or were you encouraged by your folks and and family to go you know hey get out there Bob and you know go sell some popsicles or something. I was absolutely encouraged by my parents. Uh, I was absolutely encouraged by my parents. I'm very fortunate. Uh, given kind of state college, like we talked about, uh, yep. it's a very dynamic community in the sense that uh, a lot of a lot of my classmates in high school and growing up, our parents are educators. Yep. So the bar is set very high from an early stage, and and it's. it's Higher education, I would say, is not necessarily the traditional corporate path a lot of people take. So, you know, 
I was very fortunate to have parents that said, go out and try this, whether it was with selling walking sticks at the Arts Fest or right. starting the business. It was the expectation that was you go that was that you're going to go to college, but after after college, you know, they are open to you know me trying to shoot for the, my dream, which was yeah, having right. my own business. And six years into it, um, you know, it, it's going strong, and, and we're, I'm loving it. Well, it's it's interesting, and, and I and I digress a second. We had an interview yesterday on our um, on our live show, and and uh, Mike Fector is the CEO, president CEO of um, a company called Hanson Foods, and they they do a lot of private label pizzas and 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 um, fundraising pizzas and stuff like that. But his point was, is he grew up um, in a in a very German background, and and but a similar um, comment that you had just made, they were encouraged to chase their dreams. They were encouraged if you want to make something you if you want something you make it happen yourself and and that's kind of where i tie it back to even our our own kids these days my kids if you will and that that is something i think is going to i don't want to wax too philosophically but it's going to really help our future as a country you know you want something you go make it happen you don't count on i don't care whether it's the government or you know uh, the teachers or whatever it is to kind of instill you you take you learn everything you can don't get me wrong but you want something, you go make it happen. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it one hundred percent. And you know, even to add on to that, I would say learn everything you can. Life is a, a lifelong learning sure experience. Uh, there's not a day that goes by where I, I don't learn something new, whether it's with an accounting from an accounting standpoint, a production standpoint, a marketing standpoint. Yeah. You don't really realize how little you know about life until you start to dive into it. You know. Uh, I was very fortunate to be able to take entrepreneurial classes in high school and in college, yep. which give you a solid foundation. Yep. But until you get into it, there's just so much that you can have. And, and I agree, you know, uh, small businesses are the backbone of the country. Uh, so it's something that, you know, younger generations really need to embrace. Uh, and, and I think, I think there's a lot of great programs out there that are, that are helping foster that as well. Well, it's it's interesting because um, you know when I was um, you know older, I'm, 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 I, I know I'm older than you, um, and and I say that with with great wisdom, of course, I should say here, Bob. Um, but what's interesting is uh, we didn't have those entrepreneurial classes, and it was that proverbial you know school of hard knocks. And I'm not you know this is stuff that your dad would tell you too. But what I'm getting but at walking is walking both ways uphill to school. Right. Right. But what was interesting um, that that you had mentioned this too, and and I and and again, the only way we're going to learn. I mean, again, we can learn from from entrepreneurial school and class and and that kind of stuff. However, it's the school of hard knocks. And 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 one thing that I got from you was that your parents encouraged you that it was okay to fail. Now, I mean, they may not have told Absolutely. you that, but they encouraged you to go out there because in failure. You've got so many seeds of of that. There's so many learning capability or learning potential and opportunities there that you would never get from a from a school book or a classroom ever. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, let's just kind of touch base. We're coming up on our first break, but I really want to kind of touch base before this break. Is you went out and bought this pasta machine? 
Now, now, mm-hmm. give me an idea. You know what that was like. Was that something that we're talking fifty grand? Are we talking about something that was five grand? I mean, is yeah. that something you had to it borrow was, and scrape together the money for? It was a significant investment. It was a significant investment. It was on the higher end of the, the spectrum. Okay. Um, but again, like I said, it started as a kind of uh, as a school project. Uh, so the school hospitality management. There's a restaurant show that you go to every yes. you have the option to go to in the club. Uh, right. in New York City at the, I believe it's the Javits Center. Yeah, the fancy so, food. Was that the fancy food? Uh, yes. No, it's, okay. it's the restaurant show. The fancy show, show, I believe, is in the spring. This one's There the you go. You're right on. Um, You're right so on that. Yep. A similar type of event. Um, so for two years, I'd been going, walking around, collecting all these flyers and brochures, and I had some of them. And then, you know, finally, when I was closer towards graduation and starting to make it, I introduced myself to uh, a Lamontorina pasta rep and yeah. kind of started a dialogue there. So I, I had a strong foundation. And then, you know, when it was time, we pulled the trigger and, you know, learned a lot about European electrical currents and uh, things like that and um, got the machine ordered. And by that time, I had already been in, accepted into a couple farmers markets. And that was the uh, initial plan. And then we just grew it from there. Right. That's, you know, and, it, and it, it's, it's so interesting, too. Um, at that particular point, I, I just can imagine the conversations of, well, I'm going to go out there and do this. I'm going to go out there and buy this piece of equipment and, and I'm going to start this business. And I mean, um, I don't know. I, I just I, hats off to you, dude, because that's not easy to do. Um, it takes an awful lot of courage to go out there and do that. And, and it's just and, and look at you now. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's and it's really great because I uh, I have a restaurant background and work have worked at re- have worked in restaurants in the community my whole life, and it's really great to see chefs that I've worked under now purchasing my products and kind of say, "Wow, you, you said you were going to do this." Uh, I was an internship at the Nittany Lion Inn, which is a local historic oh, yeah. hotel on campus, sure is. Um, and, and to be there and say, "I'm going to do this for a couple years." and then actually go do it. And I, I played rugby in college for Penn State. Yep. And, yep. you know, friends are interviewing for jobs at other places, you know, whether it's Goldman and Sachs or going on to grad school. And I, oh, I'm going to open a pasta shop. <laughs> yeah, and then, exactly. you know, six years later, I have a pasta shop, and they're like, you know, wow, that comment you made when you're stretching, you actually did it. Yep, and, and it, you know, exactly. it goes to a larger thing, that if you put your mind, if you put your mind, to doing something, uh, and you go about it a pragmatic and way that makes sense, you know, having a business plan, uh, being able to adapt and adjust, you can really uh, accomplish great things. Yeah, no kidding. And I'm going to pick that up after the break, but we're talking with my buddy Bob Ricketts from Fosta and Ravioli Company. Uh, Bob, uh, please stick with us for the next segment, and stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back to Ditch the Box, ladies and gentlemen. Our segment number two, talking with our friend Bob Ricketts with Fosta and Ravioli Company in State College, Pennsylvania. So, Bob, let's kind of get dig into the Fosta and Ravioli, if you will. And I know one of the things I want to make sure we, we kind of get into is you got the retail presence, you've got a wholesale presence, you have a restaurant background, those kind of things. But let's talk about the company itself. Tell us a little bit more about um, your pastas, maybe the different products that you've, you know, that maybe you cut your teeth with originally, you know, what started out is just a couple of flavors. Now it's morphed into, you know, whatever. So tell us more about the products that you're selling. Okay, um, so it, it's really you hit the nose. The, the, you hit it on the nose when you said morphed into. So right. uh, when I originally conceptualized and was working on the business plan, um, I was envisioning a pasta business, uh, predominantly selling various flavors of pasta. And uh, going back to what I touched on earlier, uh, my background at school was uh, sensory analysis and products development and design. So where a traditional pasta maker would have uh, an apprenticeship that they would go through for any number of years to learn the trade, the trade craft. Right. I went about it from more of an analytical approach and broke down to, you know, Durham semolina and double O flour, your, and eggs are your predominant uh, core components of pasta. And I just played around with the ratios uh, at the Center for Food Innovation. I was very fortunate. My advisor in college, Dr. Bordy, allowed me to get a little pasta machine and set it up in his research kitchen. And from that foundation, I developed my pasta recipes while I was a, a senior in school. And then once we opened the shop and we really saw that the raviolis were where the market was at, um, they flash freeze them so they're not perishable. They have a longer right. shelf life um, from a distribution standpoint. It's just it makes a lot more sense. 
from so from the, the difference. Let me just interrupt. It's the difference. It's the it's the ravioli that this kind of grew into versus just the pure pasta. Did I get that right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's where kind of we pivoted after we opened on our opening day uh, six years ago. We actually only had three different varieties of ravioli. Now we have over 40 different varieties of ravioli, ranging from uh, a non-traditional three cheese to one that we call New Orleans Voodoo, which is smoked Gouda, grits, and gooey sausage and shrimp, all wrapped up in a ravioli. That was a collaboration between a a local chef and myself. And just um, by the way, to interject real quick, Bob, it's it's noon uh, Eastern time for both of us. So you start throwing in these uh, these wonderful recipes that you've got and and flavors of ravioli. I, I'm sorry to digress, but goodness gracious, <laughs> when I'm gonna I'm gonna be over there for lunch here pretty soon. But carry on, I might say. But please carry quality on. Quality control is rough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So let's um, let's keep let's stay with that. I didn't interrupt you because I know you were just digging oh into no. some of the different flavors. I apologize for that. No, oh, no, no, no. So we've got forty different kinds of raviolis, uh, ranging everything from the traditional to the non-traditional. And one of the things, given my background of product development and design, uh, we look at a lot of non-traditional flavor fo- profiles for raviolis and try to m- mix them together with traditional traits flavor profiles. Uh, like we do a lobster and sweet corn and a saffron pepper on dough. That is one of my favorites. Mm. Um, we do a couple vegan raviolis, a quinoa and blackberry. And then the, the raviolis are just tip of the iceberg. We've got over 60 different kinds of pasta varieties that we make uh, and about a dozen different cuts that we make. And again, they range from your traditional egg and whole wheat to a jalapeno orange, that is my favorite. And wow. given the size of our company, one of the really unique things that we have the ability to do is work with restaurateurs and chefs to really create unique, dynamic products that are going to fit their needs, um, which is really exciting and one of my favorite parts of, of being in business is working with the chef and the chef literally going, I want lobster, corn, and... Brandy, and right. then we'll take that and make it into a ravioli. We've done pea truffle and goat cheese before, artichoke and goat cheese, and those are ones that aren't even our ideas. They're the, they're just the chefs that we're working with, and we're kind of the conduit to, to develop the product for the chef, and then manufacture it, and then get it on the plates of the consumers in the in the in the center region. So, and, and let's let's stay with that for a second. So, and the chefs themselves will they give you and how much of this? Because I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I've got to believe that. Well, and I totally get this. I mean, it's just it's it's awesome that a chef would come to you saying, "Hey, look, I'm looking for lobster and, and sweet corn and yada yada yada," but. Um, so what do you do with that? You take it and then go back to them and say, hey, what do you think of this? Or do they come into the kitchen with you and actually you guys together kind of come up where it, it kind of hits his uh, acceptance level, if you will? Um, well, kind of both. Typically okay. the way the process works is I have I take like to take an, an analytical approach to things. So they'll give me a couple flavor profiles, and then I'll sit down and I'll look at complementary flavor profiles that, uh, that are going to work with them. Um, you know, do some research and then I'll, and then we'll sit down and I'll say, you know, with the lobster, uh, shallots are going to work as a possibility and name off a couple different items. And then <clears throat> we'll, we'll make a small batch, uh, maybe two cups, 
three right. cups of different variations, t- testing different uh, different components. Whether you use a ricotta cheese or whether you use an empastata ricotta cheese, you're going to have a different mouthfeel. Right. And then we'll take we'll take the components that they like and the components that they don't like out, and we'll develop a, a product that they're happy with. Um, you know, you can add a little bit more salt. You can add a little bit more pepper. Um, and we actually will even at times have customers in the shop if we're working on various recipes. We'll give them samples and say, what, what, what do you like about this? What do you like about this? And a lot of times one of the recipes will have a little bit more lobster. The other one may have a little bit more cheese in it. Right, and then, right. you know, we'll, we'll take the, the components that the, the customer likes and we'll bring that to the chef, and we'll see what the chef likes, and then together the chef likes, and then together we'll work to create a uh, a great ravioli. Yeah, and there's such, and the one thing I'm I'm re- get, listening um, as you're as you're talking, I mean, there really is a partnership. I mean, so much of this is a partnership between you, the restaurants, the chefs, um, and you know, to be able to kind of create these awesome different flavors, and and without that partnership, I mean, you're just kind of like winging it. But you know, this is Absolutely. something that's over. Yeah, over a period of time, you've really come up with these really, really killer flavor combinations. Absolutely. And, I, and I'd even venture to say that that partnership extends, extends to our customer base. Uh, right. I, I, st- I jokingly say that the best ideas aren't mine. They're our customers. Wow. Um, several years ago, one customer came in and said, I had mushrooms with your three-cheese ravioli. They were amazing. And our three-cheese mm. ravioli is a little bit non-traditional. It's mascarpone, parmesan, and ricotta. So it's almost like a creamy Alfredo sauce in the ravioli. Ooh, so I wow. went home, and I sauteed up some mushrooms with an onion, and I had the three cheese. And then when the cheese is coated the mushroom, I was like, this is to die for. <laughs> so now, now I take that from the customer, and I sell it to other customers, and it's, it's just become a hit. So the standard line when I'm hiring our staff, uh, which we employ a lot of college kids because we're very fortunate that we just have this great pool of kids that are wanting to soak up knowledge and they're always working on class projects and bringing great ideas. But when I go through an interview process, I say, it's not what can I get for you. It was how is what you had last time and what did you do with your last meal that you got from us? Um, Because oftentimes at the farmer's markets, you know, they'll have a bag of various vegetables and they'll say, oh, I'm planning on making uh, pasta primavera or I'm planning on making uh, tomatoes with whatever it might be, seared scallops right. and white wine. Um, so it's really, it, it's really just, uh, it comes full circle whenever everyone works together and we're just a small component of the meal. Uh, you know, we've got some great bread makers that, you know, oftentimes they, they're coming to or from us going to the bread or they're coming with bread to us to get to make a, a complete local meal. Well, it's it's um, and, and as you were talking, I remember back and of course, um, and I'm digressing here a second, but um, my wife and I have been married for 20 years. And I remember when we were just dating, um, there was a local pasta shop here in Cleveland. And, um, and, and you remind me so much of Gary that kind of, it's still there, by the way. Um, I would walk in there and he would literally, and he would know that I was coming in for date night or, or, or whatever it was. And he would always give me not just the, um, the finished ravioli or the pasta or whatever it is, but the sauce that goes with it. And I'm sure you've got in, we'll get into that, but just like you were describing, um, you having your your, your, your talks with your staff 
or customers or um, chefs or whatever. That's the ace in the hole when you're trying to um, court your um, your girlfriend, significant other, to, is to have that knowledge. And my wife actually fell for it because she thought that I was like this brilliant chef. Um, where guys like you make me look really, really good. Um, where I would say, well, honey, you know, it's it's this combination of the corn and the lobster with this particular sauce that's really going to get you know. And I'm telling you, as you were talking right there, Bob, that just took me back 20 years because. You guys know this stuff like the back of your hand, but not a lot of people, not guys like me, um, don't. And um, and I and I just chuckle out loud because you brought back some really really cool memories. So keep it going, man! Unbelievable. We're, we're, we're happy to help, and all you have to do is boil water. And it, you know, there, you get such a smile on your face, especially when you see people come in year after year for their Valentine's dinner, or like you said, the date night. Because um, really, all you have to do is boil water. And with right. the variety that we have, there's something for everyone. And there's so much seasonality to it. And we're very fortunate uh, where we're located. We're surrounded by a lot of phenomenal farms. And our presence in the farmer's market just gives us unbelievable access to fantastic produce and uh, in, in things of that nature to allow us to create just great stuff. I mean, we do a Mediterranean eggplant. And a lot of times, we'll even get inspiration from... What we see at farmers' markets, if a farmer has a ton of butternut squash, you know, we do a butternut squash ravioli, but uh, I have friends that do butternut squash in sausage, and it's just, you can (laughs) take it so many different directions. Oh, man. Well, we've got a little less than a minute here on this particular segment, but I want to just kind of wrap this up, um, this particular segment, with um, you had mentioned just a second ago about employing these these college students. And I would imagine, um, of course, being um, close uh, nearby Penn State, um, are most of these college students in that in that kind of culinary world? Or are they just, you know, again, people looking to, just like you and I were back in the day, um, just looking for a job? I mean, it sounds like you've got this great kind of step into this culinary world, if you will. It's it's a mix. Um, it's a mix, but I'm really a strong believer of putting people where they're going to succeed. Right. So whenever I'm interviewing, I like to talk to the students, see what their major is, see what their interests are. Uh, if you check out our website, I'd like to take credit for it, but uh, Shana, a former, a former staffer, Beautiful. She's pretty much responsible for 100% of that in doing all of our awesome graphic design work. And it was just something after she'd worked at the shop for a couple of weeks, we found that she had this awesome talent, and we kind of just let her run loose on it. Um, Dude, that, I had, I had, it's that, yeah, you just kind of saw what you had, and you kind of ran with it. Yeah, you know, I've had staffers that have great, uh, great writing ability. So we had a blog for a little bit. We actually did yeah. got into... Music and food pairings, how you can pair food for your music to make it a truly full circle evening. Oh, um, dude, you got to stay with that. We got to take a quick break because that marketing piece is our, that's our calling card over here. We're going to take a quick break, Bob, if you, if you will. Please stick, uh, stay with absolutely. us, folks. Um, cause I really want to dig into that marketing piece, those combinations, cause I think you're onto something there. Folks, stick around. We're going to be right back with Bob Ricketts. Thanks. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ditch the Box, talking with our friend Bob Ricketts from Fosta and Ravioli Company. Now, Bob, I wanted to kind of, um, I, I know one of the main pieces of our um, of our conversation today. I want to talk about the marketing and things like that that you guys do in your world. Um, but I want to stick with the, the, the this this awesome company that you've got there because um, you've got a retail presence with some retail stores. You also do a wholesale business. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Two stores you've got, or is that is is that is it three stores? What what was it? I can't remember. Like two how many stores. stores. Two okay. stores. We're getting ready to open our third store uh, in the Harrisburg area, the capital of Pennsylvania, at yeah. Broad Street Market, which is the oldest farmer's market in the country. Um, so we're working on getting the details of that hammered out, and hopefully this spring we'll get to open the shop there. Um, but, yeah, we do farmer's markets wholesale. We're really working on breaking into the grocery store markets. Yep. Uh, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, you don't realize how – Little you know about stuff until you dive into it. Um, you know, you think you have all this stuff figured out, and then the grocery stores are a whole nother giant uh, thing that we're wading through. So if any of our listeners are grocery store reps at major grocery stores, feel free to shoot me an email. There you go. Good. I'll make sure we, we throw that in. That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, we've got the shops, and like I said, it's been very much a brand evolution for olive oils, uh, sauces. We have a variety of sauces, which we're working on expanding. We really try to focus on local ingredients. Um, so your, your tomato sauces are great, but really there's such a, a variety of things out there that you can do, whether it's uh, lemon artichoke pesto or an arugula pesto, a basil pesto. So really right now uh, we have a great executive chef, Jeremiah McClanahan, that we're trying to utilize his talents to 
develop just unique sauces that will pair well. And it's not even if we can make them for the customer. It's enabling the customer to get a couple ingredients from the farmer's markets and, and go home and make something for their significant other that yeah, just can yeah. be a great quality meal. Yeah, and you know it's you know what's interesting as you were talking about that, I just um, I was thinking about you know one of the hottest trends that's out there now are these um, was it Blue Apron or some of yep. these other kind of like where they where they deliver the fresh everything to you ingredients and everything yep. and you spend a half hour putting it together. Um, you know, you guys are you know uh, uh, again have such a cool little take. And there's, like you said earlier, you know, boiling pasta and throwing together a salad is no big deal. Um, goodness gracious, I mean, to, to really and truly, that's just something I just flashed into my head. But you guys are that classic, beautiful model to be able to kind of really and truly one meal a week or even more to have this great pasta, um, you know, and, and, and fresh uh, produce kind of a, of a meal is just a, is just a, is just a home run. Totally. And to kind of touch, to expand on what you're saying and touch on uh, the theme of the show, um, we do utilize what you're talking about from a marketing standpoint in terms of uh, we've done it in the past and we're working on expanding it this year. We have recipe cards that we'll bring to markets and have on the shop where Smart. it's utilizing the local ingredients in pasta to be able to bring a meal home, similar to the Blue Aprons and things like that. Because we're all about local in Sometimes there's just ingredients at the market that might scare people, like kohlrabi. Yep. What, what would you do with kohlrabi? I do wouldn't you know even know what to do with it. That was I Jabba would the have Hutt no eat. clue. Um, no it, it looks like something that Jabba the Hutt would eat to make a little Star Wars pun in there. <laughs> um, but, but really, you can treat it like a potato and make make home fries with it or, or julienne it and pickle it. And, and really, let help customers know or allow customers to give them the empowerment to utilize some of the ingredients that they wouldn't otherwise use. Um, and it's actually, it's great for us from a small business standpoint as well, because it goes a long way on our website and on the social on building media. Your, yeah, building your brand, building your brand. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not necessarily just building our brand for us. It actually helps the customer because whether sure they're does. using our pasta or box pasta, really it's getting them a healthy meal quickly and utilizing fresh ingredients that haven't been overly processed like so much of was out there today. Well, you'd said something probably early, in fact, not probably, but it was earlier in the show that if you make a great product, the rest of it will kind of take care of itself or something along those lines. And um, and I tie that together with what you were saying about the recipe cards and some of your ideas of pairings um, of different sauces and pastas and things. The point I'm getting at is, um, you know, it, while the your thought of, hey, I'm not going to worry about whether somebody's buying our pasta or, or dry pasta or whatever out of a box – but what you're doing is is you're you're being helpful, and that goes back to you know marketing 101. Is if our first rule is to be helpful and create something that's worthwhile, whether that's a recipe card or uh, whether that's just a great meal or a great product. Eventually, it finds its way back to Fasta and Ravioli Company. You know what I mean? Eventually, it comes back to you guys, where somebody goes, you know what? I want to do something really special, and I'm not going to buy that box pasta. I'm going over to Fasta and Ravioli um, because. Because you know what? I remember that card. I remember their help. I remember how great their meal was. And, and it's just, it's such a great tie-in because you get it. You get it. And that the key thing is that at the end of the day, this is really and truly helping you and helping you build your brand. Absolutely. 
you know, on that note, something that I get really, really excited about is we have a frequent purchaser program where you, a little card that everyone has millions of, um, and after you make nine purchases, you get a free pasta, a free pound of pasta and a green mm. insulated reusable shopping bag. Since we've opened, we've redeemed over 1,200 cards. Wow. Which may not sound a lot, but we've been open six years. <laughs> so that means there's 1,200 people that have made 10 purchases. That is over brilliant, man. Years, which is just remarkable. And, and over the course of those purchases, you get to know the customers. Sure. Uh, like I said, and, that, and that's what's really exciting, um, you know, just to get to know people over the course of time and hear their ideas. Because there are some customers that have far better ideas than me. And I'm happy just to be able to talk, tap into their knowledge. And it's even when you get to know someone as a person, you know, we've got an electrician that's a regular and we had an electrical issue. So when he stopped in, he said, hey, who would you recommend for this? Or what would you recommend, you know, how would you recommend right. handling this? And now we work with someone that he works with that's an electrical genius that otherwise would have, we would have had a huge electrical problem. Yeah, you would have never so, known any, any different. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, and again, I just, uh, you're, you're right on. I mean, you get it and understand that, you know, there's connections, excuse me, that happen, um, you know, that, that you're just, you're making those connections. And, um, dude, you were well, you were so wise beyond your years. I'm telling you that right now, Bob, and I'm not making blowing smoke at you. So wise because, you know, some of us spend our whole life and whole careers trying to make those connections. You get it. And I, I you get it, man. And, and, and good for you for that. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, the trying to crack into the grocery stores. Um, that's something that it sounds like that is one of those bigger um, um, things that are out there for you. Tell us some more about what that experience has been like and, and, and what you plan to do about that in the future. Well, it, it's a project we're working on. Uh, you know, uh, three or four years ago, we, we really upped our branding presence and, and got just fantastic bags that are really logo-driven, and we're working on really developing the, our color schemes and things at the shop, and we have that down. So we're working on expanding to the grocery stores where, where we can move a little bit more volume, because what we found about our product is we have a fantastic product, and people love it, but if you're not by a shop, it's, it's not necessarily convenient right. to drive downtown from you know a 20-minute drive just to get dinner when you're going to pass three grocery stores. Sure. So we're trying to get in there, and, you know, we've approached in our area, Wegmans and Giant and yep. Weiss are the predominant players, and yep. we've approached them, and, and, you know, being a young business person, not that there's not credibility, but when you're going up against the Nestle's oh, and yeah. the Hershey's, it's hard, because yep. they have people, teams that are dedicated to what you're trying to do, and, you know, I have a, a, a fond memory of going to hold uh, who is the parent company of Giant and Giant Eagle going to their headquarters and and sitting in this waiting room with people from every major food company that you could think of and just going, wow, I'm just this little guy. And then it's easy to get brushed off. So what we're working on doing is is trying to find some people in the companies that can champion our cause. We've got some local store managers that have said, hey, we want to try to get your product. But given the scope and of bureaucracy in some of these larger companies, it's really it's really about finding that power center that can champion your product and get it in one or two, and then going back to a quality product speaks for itself. Um, you know, we're in a local uh, 
a local store that's about a half hour away called Burkholders, which is a family-owned mm-hmm. store. Yep. Um, and that, I, I really credit those guys. Uh, there's two younger guys that took it over from their, their father, Les and Russ. And they've just taught me so much about the ins and outs of grocery stores. And we've been going, I think this is going to be our second or third year of selling products there. Um, and, and, and stuff like that they've taught us just in as small as sampling. Right. You know, a quality products. The, our price point ranges from eight sixty nine to about nineteen ninety five, which is significantly higher than some of yeah. the other products that are mass produced. So there's a little post purchase remorse. So whenever we, whenever you're at a grocery store sampling and then you see a customer grab it, grab a bag after they try it, it really there's a sense of gratification. Wow, this is this is yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So we're, we're working on waiting through it. Um, I I have a mentor that has a mustard company, uh, yeah. her locker dipping mustard, and I met with Neil a couple years ago whenever I was first trying to crack this grocery store nut, and and he told me a story of. Uh, he said, I was at a trade show, and there was, I forget the name of the company, but they, they distribute to about 10,000 specialty shops. And what it boiled down to was it took them three years from when he first initially met the company to actually getting product to the company. Right. So a lot of it's just taking time and waiting through the, the processes, which we're doing. Um, you know, we kind of we, we go on and off of, you know, we were hoping to get in Giant. We filled out... Mm-hmm. 50 pages of paperwork and learned all about NCIS classifications <laughs> yeah, and right. all, all right. this all this stuff that we didn't know. And then kind of other stuff came on their to-do list and we kind of got bumped down and we'll bump, get bumped back up there. And uh, going back to just being quality product, I think, I think in due time we'll be able to uh, crack that, that grocery store nut and it'll do great things for the company. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've got one final segment. It's a short segment, and I really want to dig into that kind of getting into the grocery store. I think we can help each other on that. Um, and I just want to share some thoughts that I've got. Um, not that you asked, but I'll share that and, um, and, and, and see how we can possibly get the word out um, about Foster and Ravioli Company for everybody here, Fantastic. not just in the Midwest. So thanks. Folks, stick around. We're going to be right back with Bob Ricketts. Thanks. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our final segment of Ditch the Box, talking with our friend Bob Ricketts from Fosta and Ravioli Company. So, Bob, I want to make sure in the final five minutes or so that we've got here in today's show, let's get the word out. Let's tell everybody about the website you've got. Let's tell everybody how to contact you. But And then I'll share some uh, insight, if you will, because I definitely want to connect you with some, uh, or let's use this show to connect you with some possible food brokers or things that can help you possibly get um, into the door, uh, in the, on the store shelf of some of these um, these regional, even national firms, because there's there's you've got a story to tell. You've got a great product. Um, you're the classic example of a young guy with a great great product um, that I want to definitely see get to the next level. Fantastic! Yeah, well, that that's you hit it on the nose. That's what we want to do. Yep. So let's find out. What's the? Um, tell us a little bit more about how people would contact you, the website address, that kind of stuff, so okay. we make sure we get so that out of the way. Our website address is www.fostaraviolico.com. Got it. Um, and, you, you know, all of our contact information is there. Like you said, we're, we're based out of State College, Pennsylvania, which is where Penn State is based out of. So it's, it's, a, great, it's a great location in terms of from a distribution center or from a distribution, we've got uh, – Pittsburgh, and then the Baltimore, D.C., Harrisburg, New York regions up uh, right off of 80 as well. Yep. And you had mentioned that you guys had done a blog before, was that correct, and then haven't done it for a while? Yep. We we did a blog for a a year or two, and that was going back to leveraging the the strengths of people. Whenever Derek, our writer, left, uh, I'm a a people's person and a verbal communicator. Right Rhetoric is just not my strength, so we tried to do it, and it kind of just got pushed by the wayside. As as with business, sometimes you have to you have to push things to the side that aren't necessarily your strengths and move on to the other. So yeah, we had a blog where we did several fantastic, uh, a couple a couple dozen fantastic posts. Like I said, ranging from music pairings to sauce pairings oh, yeah. and wine pairings. Right. And I would, I would tell, totally encourage you that, you know, in this day and age, and, and you guys are very, very close over to, uh, obviously, Penn State, 
Um, that world of marketing has changed our business. Um, the ability for you to be in state college and influence somebody in California or particular pairings. Um, the one thing that, and, and again, you know, I know you know this and you'll get there eventually, um, but I strongly encourage you to kind of get back into, you've got a wealth of knowledge that I, I'll tell you what, the next time I'm going shopping, um, and I'm in the Midwest and I can't necessarily drive to your store that day, I'm going to call you. And that's the one thing that a blog will do for you is that you've got something that just lives on um, because you've got this unbelievable knowledge of um, whether it be uh, uh, the particular food pairings or music and s- certain types of food pairings. Dude, that's just gold um, for some people. And if that's what gets you noticed, that gets a regional buyer from uh, Wegmans to really take you seriously, and I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying if that's the, that's the catch, you could be onto something. Yeah. And those are the small nuances that you, you don't realize until – you may never realize that something that someone reads just – propels you to the next level whenever you just kind of did it as going through the motions right. of and life so, and business. Yeah, and so many times we hear about these things and somebody goes, well, I never thought that was a big deal. I just was All I was doing was putting what I would do down or whatever it may be. But you're so right on that you know, you've got – there's nuances that you don't realize unless somebody kind of brings it up. And, and, and again, we'll, we'll talk. I've got, a, I've got some friends that are food brokers. I've got some friends that, have, that do a lot of work. Roland Foods, of course. I've got friends that are dealing with uh, some small players. But I'll definitely make the introductions because I, and I, oh, I want to yeah. see you get wherever you got to go because you've, you've got an unbelievable product. So let's, let's well, just kind of talk and wrap up the show, if we can, a little bit about um, – I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I, I want to make sure that we kind of, if you were looking out, what's the big, what's the big, hairy, audacious goal that my buddy Bob Ricketts is, is looking out there? Is it that grocery store, getting on the grocery store of a regional or national? What's that big goal that's, that's, that's out there? That's a small goal. That's a small goal. Nice. So I, I, if you look at our mission statement, it's to become the premier fresh pasta player in the eastern United States. Which, that mission statement's a little bit outdated. That was from our original business plan in college. We're, I'm really about kind of seeing people be able to achieve that American dream. So yeah. the direction we're taking is we're, we're hopefully eventually going to be able to position ourselves. We'll be able to franchise the model. Um, huh. And we'll have established those grocery store connections. Yeah. And there's a, there's a famous case study uh, that talks about the distribution center, the distribution radius of fresh pasta, which yep. is really only suited for a regionalized production. So any community of 50 to 60,000 people should be able to support basically what we're doing between the retail, wholesale, and farmers markets and really bring that food concept into a locavore uh, a local war radius where, where you're getting stuff aside from our, your core products, your, de- your uh, Durham and semolina flour yeah, locally right. and, and making that into a ravioli and going, and you're just supporting the local food economy. Um, you know, going to the farmer's markets and getting your fruits and vegetables and bringing them back and then doing a value-added product. So franchising is really kind of the larger goal direction. Um, we're still a couple years down the road from doing that, but we're, we're, we're it's in the back of our mind when we do everything in terms of setting up systems and processes. Yep. Um, my staff doesn't appreciate how many checklists we have, but <laughs> if you have a checklist, it adds accountability. And, right. uh, you know, we've gone a step further as everything that we have a checklist for, there's a standard operating procedure that you can reference 
down to turning on the lights, down to oh, opening yeah. the shop and how you count the money drawer. And, you know, everyone, everyone hates it when I'm like, the green dots have to be facing in the same direction. <laughs> but those are the nuances that really, that really make things run smoothly. Oh, man. Hey, this has been a blast. I hope you'll come back. Um, this Absolutely. has been a lot of fun for all of us. I'd love to have it. you come back six months, a year from now, and fill us in and, on your successes because, dude, you're going places, man. Um, I'd Absolutely. like to thank, of course, my friend Bob Ricketts. I'd like to thank my producer, Jamie Berling, and our executive producer, Winston Winnie Price, and all of our friends and you for listening. Thank you. Once again, remember, it's your product, ladies and gentlemen. Package it properly. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join David Marinak for another great show next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.